What's up, buds? Welcome to the Screen Podcast. My name is Ryan Leacock. Today, we're talking about The Invisible Man. Invisible Man is directed by Lee Winnell. He directed Insidious 3 and Upgrade, neither of which I've seen, but I like the first two Insidiouses. He's also doing an Escape from New York remake. Good luck with that, bud. Invisible Man stars Elizabeth Moss, who we insist on torturing on TV and in films lately. She's good here, but not her best. It's hard to top what she's doing on Handmaiden, but I'd love to see her back in that Mad Men mode. For me, that is peak Moss. It doesn't get better. Her walking down the hall? Are you kidding me? I also love seeing Moss in Us, and she might be better in that movie than she is in this. But she's really great here, and she brings a real emotional weight to the film. On the other hand of that, because she's such a prestigious actor, I think it set my um, expectations up a little too high. I was expecting more of a top-tier horror movie, and this isn't really that. All right, so getting into Invisible Man. Actually, before we get into that, my theater had like 15 people come in after the movie had started, and they were using their flashlights on the phones to find their seats. No, you don't do that. Also, horror movies already have some of the worst theater crowds. That and Tuesday night crowds. Terrible. All right, Invisible Man. So Moss leaves this abusive, rich Elon Musk tech guy. He fakes his death, and then he starts to fuck with her as the Invisible Man. One of my questions was like, why is Elizabeth Moss worth this much effort? Like, they don't really explain it. On the other side of that, abuse isn't really logical, and it's more about the abuser than who they choose to abuse. But that didn't really stop me from thinking like, how is this girl worth this much effort? (laughs) Elizabeth Moss really lets it all hang out here. She isn't afraid to make herself look rough. I mean, like when she was in the psych ward, she fit right in. That's interesting and it's effective because we'd all look rough if an invisible man was fucking with us. Anyways, she escapes and she has undiagnosed PTSD. So she moves in with this cop friend of hers. I don't know why, but she sleeps in the same bed with his teenage daughter, which was weird and unexplained. A lot of things in this movie are weird and unexplained. See, when you're watching a movie and they don't explain some aspects, that's fine. And you can go for the ride if you feel like you're in good hands. Or the movie is so terrible that you just turn off your brain and go with it. This isn't really either of those camps. Some aspects do pay off later in the movie. And then other ones that they just let slide. So Moss is clearly suffering through some pretty major emotional issues, which her sister and this cop friend seem to have little, very little patience for. We know that she's being stalked by the invisible man, but they don't. So it appears that she's just having an emotional breakdown, which they're all kind of annoyed by. Her sister and cop friend are kind of shitty. This woman escapes abusive relationship. And in like two weeks, you're like, what's her problem? The guy lets her move into his house. And then as soon as she starts acting crazy, you're like, whoa, you got to go. And then he leaves and leaves her in the house what i love when horror or any other genre movie tackles a big theme it's inspired choice to make the invisible man relevant with the real life horror of abuse but unless you do that really well you're kind of undercutting your theme by using it as a backdrop for some cheap thrills this movie kind of falls in the middle I think they do a great job of exploring the mindfuck that is gaslighting, but the way the movie handled Moss as the abused woman, I felt the role they wrote for her was a bit shallow. Listen, Elizabeth Moss is the real deal, and because of that, I went into this movie thinking I was seeing a prestige horror movie, but this is more of like a dumb movie with some really get-under-your-skin creeps, some fantastic uses of the concept, and some weighty themes, but still kind of a dumb movie. When it comes to The Invisible Man, though... Like the actual Invisible Man? Man, 
do they do a great job right from the start you don't really get to see that much of her ex so when he starts stalking her as the invisible man it's super off-putting because they maintain the mystery of the antagonist there's this great essay by mike flanagan uh, you know, like uh, Dr. Sleep and Hill House. When he was doing Hush, he wrote this thing about not showing the stalker's face in that movie, and they use everything that he wrote about in that to great effect in this movie. There are scenes that just get right under your skin. Like, they let the camera just sit and take in the atmosphere, and the score is really toned, toned down and minimal, which adds to the discomfort. That said, I love horror, and I'm not a huge fan of jump scares, though. There was too many jump scares. And the great thing about the movie are the action scenes, which really caught me off guard. There are some really interesting, inventive action sequences in this movie, and, like, they're just cool to watch. And they're creepy. These are the moments that the movie is really firing on all cylinders. It's almost like this, like, supervillain origin story vibe. Like, if they were to take a Marvel villain, but put him in, like, this R-rated horror movie where he just kind of fucks with his ex before world domination. But also, like, a little more real world, like a split or an unbreakable, but with, like, superpowers. Anyway, it was cool. I liked those parts. The only other thing I'll say about the horror is that there are a couple scenes that got overly unnecessarily mean. I find that there's this balance in horror, and for me, they stepped over that line. Spoiler, okay? The way they handled the sister's death and the cop friend getting the shit beat out of him in front of his daughter, those just felt like gross and unnecessarily mean to me. So I guess like in the end, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Some great stuff, some lazy, stupid stuff. I love that Moss is carrying this movie and that it's making money. They don't try to pretty her up and they just let her be and throw herself all in and that's really refreshing. Too bad it just wasn't a better movie. Maybe I've been spoiled by the get-outs and the A24s, but I kind of expected more. Anyway, that's my take. I'd love to hear what you thought. You can find me on social media or leave a comment. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.